Brother Christian. That's a great song, amen? It is well with my soul. Good evening, hope everybody's all right. It's dark outside. I was telling Aaron last night, it was like I was wanting the night to end last night. It was like 6 o'clock. I was like, is it 10 o'clock yet? I'm dead tired. She's like, no, it's 6.45. I'm next 10 minutes, I'm asking her again. It's like, I'm just totally messed up. I'm loving it, but I just, I need to get used to it, I guess, is what needs to happen. I need to just settle in and realize God gave me an hour back, like Joshua, right? <laughs> Went to hear Artie speak at Corinth, and he did a great job. He told me the three S's, but I can't really remember them. Stand up, speak out, and sit down or something like that. So I'm going to try and do that tonight, three S's. It's a newer version of the three S's. <clears throat> um, some of you weren't here this morning. Uh, I'm continuing a part two on uh, the denial of Christ uh, by Peter. And uh, I used a verse that, I want to kind of use as my uh, theme for the, for the lesson, and it's 1 Corinthians 10, 12, which says, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. And we looked at Peter, and we looked at two ideas of uh, Peter being spiritually overconfident. We talked about how uh, if you're spiritually overconfident, you have trouble hearing anybody else. You become deaf. You don't hear what other people are saying, especially when it comes to God's Word, because you have it figured out. The times that Jesus told Peter that he would deny him, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all give an account, he says, I will not deny you. And we also looked at uh, Peter from the aspect of when he did that, what he did was he took away where his strength comes from. If we are, um, if we are spiritually overconfident, then what happens is we lose the source of our power and that comes from God's Word. Amen? You know, I'm proud to say I'm a Christian. But saying it is one thing and acting like it is another. Amen? Uh, anybody can say that they're a Christian, but until you see how they act and how they live their life, that is truly how you see if they are a child of God. If you would, turn with me to John chapter 18, and we'll begin looking at uh, verses 15 through uh, 27. John chapter 18 Verses 15 through 27. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest and went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door outside. Then the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought Peter in. 
Then the servant girl who kept the door said to Peter, You are not are you you are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the servants and the officers who had made a fire of coals stood there, for it was cold. And they warmed themselves, and Peter stood with them and warmed himself. The high priest then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always met. Meet in, and in secret I have said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. Indeed, they know what I said. And when he had said these things, one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest like that? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you strike me? And Anna sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. Therefore they said to him, Are you not also one of his disciples? Are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him, whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter then denied again and immediately... A, roast, a rooster crowed. This is where we see a roaster. <laughs> Man, bless my heart. <clears throat> Let me get a drink of water on that. Nathan's here. I got to do good for him. That's what it is. <clears throat> the rooster crowed. All right, brethren, not a roaster. A rooster. <clears throat> Three times. Peter is asked if he's Jesus' disciple. And three times, what is his response? No. Think about that. Think about what he had said previous to this event. He told Jesus to his face that he would not deny him. And guess what happened? He did it. The third thing that I'd like for us to consider is when we become spiritually overconfident and we reach the trial or we reach the struggle, guess what? We're not prepared. We're not prepared. Remember? Because you aren't hearing what you need to be hearing. And not only are you not hearing it, therefore you're not applying where your strength comes from. So guess what? When the struggle comes... You're not ready for it. You are not ready for it. Listen to Peter. He says, uh, you remember? You're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. You're the one who has the words of eternal life. And in Matthew 26, 74, he says, Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. And immediately arose... Ar <laughs> There it is, Sammy. That's the word, boy. I'm going to stop saying it after this, all right? It's a rooster. The rooster <laughs> Catch my point, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm messing that up. Luke 22, 61 through 62 says this. And think about this, seriously. 
And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said to him before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So Peter went out and wept bitterly. What a terrible time in the life of Peter. What a terrible situation that has just taken place. Think about what happens when that rooster crows. Jesus looks at him. They make eye contact. And he remembers what Jesus said. Then he remembers what he said. Peter was so confident in himself that he wasn't going to deny Jesus that he didn't even hear what he said until it was too late. It was too late. The denial had happened. He had done exactly what Jesus told him he was going to do. Being spiritually overconfident makes us as Christians not put in the preparation needed to be successful in our daily walks. Peter doesn't remember what Jesus says until after it happens. Just like the football analogy. The Sooners always think they're going to win, which is okay. But they feel like just because they're the Oklahoma Sooners that they deserve to win. (laughs) Brethren, we can't have that mind frame as a Christian because guess what? Life hurts sometimes. And if we're not prepared for the situation, guess what happens? We will get beat. The Word of God needs to be on our mind at the front, not in the back. Not after it happens, before it happens. Amen? We need to be confident in the fact that we will only have success if we follow what the Lord tells us to do every day in every way. Why is 1 Corinthians 10, 12 so important? Why is it something that needs to be on our minds all the time? Because what it allows us to do is be aware. Be watching. Be ready for the things that come to our lives. For the things that we uh, face on everyday situations, in everyday situations, and we can be prepared for them. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6 says, Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Think about that. Therefore let us not sleep, brethren, as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Peter had the Lord walking with him, like we talked about this morning. Jesus even gave him the warning. And Peter didn't want to hear it. He couldn't hear it. He already had it figured out. Because he was overconfident that he would never do anything against Jesus. He would never do anything. But he failed. 
He didn't remember what the Lord said until after it was already done. We as Christians looking at this now need to make sure we understand the importance of being confident in Jesus, not confident in us. Listen to that. And I'm not saying don't be confident in what you do. What I'm saying is be confident in Jesus and not confident in us and what we think is the best. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Whatever he says to do, whatever he says uh, in any situation, how uh, we should act, how we should handle situations. You remember we talked about flee youthful lust, flee sexual immorality, flee these things. Why is God's word telling us to do that? Because if we don't, guess what? We will get caught up and be just like Peter, remembering what it says after it's too late. Lord, forgive me. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. We become overconfident when we start thinking we have it figured out. I got this. I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian for a long time. I got it. I don't really need to study God's Word as much as I used to because I understand it. I understand what it says. I understand what it needs to do. Brethren, when I open this Bible up, I find something new uh, all the time. I understand that a rooster is not a roaster. Seriously. <clears throat> Peter is an example that we all need to look at in our lives and make sure we don't do as he did. Again, I love Peter. I love how Peter bounces back. I love first and second Peter. When you see the way he talks, the way he encourages us to live our lives. The fourth thing that I like for us to consider is we beat being spiritually overconfident when we hear what the Lord says. When we no longer are deaf to what he says, we hear what he says. We humble ourselves and realize that we cannot make it alone. As a Christian, a child of God, we can never say in our minds, we'll never do that. Or we'll never fall into that trap. We have to be prepared for any type of sin that will come our way. Peter failed miserably, but he figured it out. Listen to what he says, 1 Peter 5, 6 through 8. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Peter says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Think about Peter writing this. Thinking about Peter uh, realizing what he's done in his life. What a warning he gives us, brethren, to be sober, to be vigilant. Paul said the same thing in Thessalonians. I just read it. Be sober and be alert. That's our job. 
You want to know why we get beat and why we get down and why we get out sometimes? It's because we're not doing this. Hey, I'm fall victim to it myself. We as Christians become, uh, when we become spiritually overconfident, you know really what it is? We become lazy. We become lazy in our studies. We become disconnected with the reality that we can be beat. <laughs> you don't think Satan's trying to beat you? You better guess again. He wants to crush you. Crush you. And laugh at you. He wants to say, really? You're a Christian? <laughs> Isn't that what he tried to do to Job? He wants to do it to us too, brethren. But we can beat it. We beat it by being sober, by being alert, by being ready, by being able to say, you know what, I'm going to fight back. I'm going to hear what you say, and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to continue to hear what you say, and I'm going to do it. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. So what do you want to reap? Do you want to reap something that's beneficial? Or do you want to reap nothing? <laughs> Being sober and being vigilant, you beat Satan. You beat his schemes. You beat him to the punch. You know, when you're prepared, I remember when I was young and I was, in, uh, I was taking boxing. I never boxed, but it was at the YMCA and I was a part of it. And I used to watch them box. It was very interesting to see the ones who had prepared uh, for the other person because they would watch video and they would watch the things that they would do and you could see how they could make the connection. See this guy always leans to the right sometimes before he throws the left hand. So what you need to do, as soon as you see him start to go to the left, boom, hit him with a right hook. And guess what? In the boxing match, that would play out. You could see it. He would wait and as soon as the guy would leave, boom, he'd hit him with the right hook. Every time he would connect. Why? Because he was prepared. He was practicing. He was alert to it. He understood what was happening. Same thing with us, brethren. Satan wants to crush us. Will you let him? We got the one who can beat anybody. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. If we sow being confident in preparing ourselves for the battles ahead and we take heed to the situations in our lives, we will reap the benefits of being able to defeat the situations put before us. That's pretty good, ain't it? If we sow being confident in preparing ourselves for the battles ahead and taking heed to the situations in our lives we will reap the benefits of being able to defeat the situations put before us. That is a amen, hallelujah. I can beat it. I can be victorious. I don't have to let Satan bully me around. He's a bully. 
Because we never will come to the place where we say, we can do this on our own. And we do. We struggle with this. I'll raise my hand. I'm not saying that I'm better than Peter by any means. Peter just happens to be the one in the scripture. But he bounced back. Listen to what else he says. 1 Peter 1, 15-16. This is Peter talking, y'all. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Through the inspiration of God, he understood what it meant to be prepared. Striving to be holy. Striving to be like God. That's how you're successful. How is Jesus holy? He did the Father's will to the T. Amen? He knew it and prepared himself for every situation. Every situation. He never took time off. He always was preparing for what was ahead. Always. He of all people could have been the overconfident one, right? He is the one who could have done it. Because he was the only one that was going to be perfect. But even he didn't have that mind frame. And that's why I love him so much. Because he set the example for us to follow. What an encouraging thing to see Peter write. Be alert. Be prepared. Be striving to be holy in all your conduct. Something that he thought he was doing in his mind. But he wasn't. Because he wasn't listening to what the Lord told him was going to happen. Someone who's overconfident just thinks it will come to them automatically. If you would, turn with me to Joshua chapter 1. I want to read a verse real quick. A couple verses. And we've looked at this before. But I really want us to think about what the Lord is telling Joshua here. I want to start in verse 6. And I want to read to verse 9. I look at these verses often. I look at these verses to be encouraged I look at these verses because I see what the Lord is saying. And I'm hearing what He's saying to Joshua and the Israelites. He says, be strong and be of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Catch this. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I know that we 
This is something that y'all probably have heard many times. But take just for a second into account this. When we meditate on God's Word day and night, and it doesn't turn from, we don't turn to it from the right or the left. Look what it says. You will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's true for us today, brethren. That is true for us today. You want to know how we avoid being overconfident spiritually? You want to know how we uh, avoid being a sinful person? You want to know how we avoid being uh, 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 a lazy Christian or an ignorant Christian or anything of that nature? Do this right here. Do this right here. Listen to God's Word. Don't just read it and know it and be able to quote it. Do it. Take time. Re-examine your life. When you wake up in the morning, how many times, Tim Strickland said it, Daniel prayed three times a day, do we? Three times. Prosperous and have good success. When you put in the work, you'll see success. Reading and implying. Making doing the will of the Father the most important thing in our lives. I have one more uh, psalm that I want to read to us. Psalm 119. Psalm 119 verse 84 is where we'll start. It is a powerful psalm to me. It is somebody who I want to be like. I want this to be me. Psalm 119.89, and I'm going to read to verse 105, but I want you to just hear this. Hear God's word, brethren. Hear it. Forever, O Lord... Your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinances. For all your servants, for all are your servants, sorry. Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I'm yours. Save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked wait for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have seen the consumption of all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, 
through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. For they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. I keep them. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments. For you yourself have taught me how sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Brethren, think about this psalm. Is this the type of person that you are? Is this the type of person that you are spiritually? (laughs) I mean, oh how I love your law. It's my meditation all the day. You through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. No matter what I do, no matter what I face, no matter how I face it, your precepts are before me. It's what I do. It's who I am. I love verse 104. Though your precepts I get through your precepts I get understanding and listen to what he says. Therefore I hate every false way. I can't stand it. I don't want to be around it. There's never going to be a time where I want to do anything that's contrary to God's word because guess what? I love you so much. Peter is a perfect example in two ways. He shows us how not to live. (laughs) And he shows us that if we do make mistakes and we do sin, which I remember the Bible saying for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, every single one of us is going to sin. But as a child of God, the blessing that comes through being His child is that we can be forgiven. And we can be forgiven continually. Striving, messing up, being forgiven, striving to be more and more pleasing to the Lord in all our actions and in all our ways. Not becoming overconfident, um, overconfident and thinking just because we've obeyed the gospel, that's all we got to do. That's not all we have to do. Jesus makes it perfectly clear in Revelations 2.10. He says, be faithful unto death and I'll give you the crown of life. When you obey the gospel, it is the beginning of a journey that Lord willing will take you 
forever and ever and ever. Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I want to close with this verse. I want you to take it with you. I want you to think about it. Please, do it for me. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Don't fall. You know how to be successful in life. Keep God's word. Be excited about it. Be excited to be different than anybody else. Be excited to be somebody that's uh, changed. That has the ability to be successful in every way. Everything that pertains to life and godliness is right here. If you need to obey the gospel, if you need to become a child of God, brethren, I love y'all so much. I'm so thankful to be a part of this congregation. Uh, Let me just say this. Please, and visitors too, brothers and sisters in Christ, let me just say this. We can change the world. We have the treasure But will we go do it and go tell people about something that will change their life? This ain't something to play with. This is salvation. If people don't obey the gospel, guess what? They don't make it. Is that a priority on our minds? If you need to repent, if you need to obey the gospel, Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. In Acts 2.38, repent, Peter said to him. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you need to be baptized, if you need to repent, whatever your need is, come right now together and stand and sing.